Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to podcast number five. Today we're joined with our head coach, actually, Nick Becker. So, but this episode is sponsored, brought to you by the Dopamino Bands. Guys, you get a nice little workout in. What do you got to say? You can work out anywhere. I'm on this goalpost right here. Stretch your limits. Love to see it. Let's get into the pod. I wanted to win a Division II national title and nothing was really stopping me from that other than myself, right? I was in the dumps, you know? I'm like, what am I gonna do with my life? I hate college and I love wrestling. And I'm like, I remember telling my mom and my dad, I'm like, I'm gonna fight. I can't imagine what he's going through. Things that happen like that kind of stick with you for a long time. After things like that happen, you gotta, kind of gotta really think, you know, mm-hmm. is, that, is that true? Do you really get what you earned? Let's say Trump comes back to campus. He goes, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, goes, he, goes, he goes, Nick, here's a small... I work at a public institution. I can't <laughs> All right, well, this is... The- Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast. Today, we are joined with our head coach, actually, Nick Becker. How's it going? I'm doing great. Thanks for inviting me. <laughs> yes. Yes. Now I know what you guys do all day long. Yeah, yep. this is what we do. Um, Crosby wanted to ask the first question. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? You said you want to take it. Me? Yeah. Okay. You take it. All right, so give, give us the Nick Becker story. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Maybe like one, one sentence that describes you. One sentence only? Sure. Yeah. Um, I would say passionate, hardworking. Mm-hmm. I agree. That's I two words, not a <laughs> sentence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so one thing that we just want to dive in with this podcast is, um, so Nick's been our head coach for the past two years now. Um, but first, we kind of want to talk about, I guess, your overall performance as an athlete. Um, so in, in high school, you won one state title, but in ho- college, you won three national titles and were undefeated in D2. So would you say it's easier to win a national title than a high school state title? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just think uh, I had success later on. Yeah. Uh, it was the long game, I think, uh, for my family and my coaches, and they understood that. Like, it wasn't, you know, me winning youth state titles. Uh, obviously, always the goal was to win a high school state title. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, took me to my senior year in high school to win a state title. So that was my first state title ever between youth, Greco, freestyle. Um, oh, wow. was my senior year folk style season. So. Okay. You never won a freestyle state title? Uh, not until my senior year. Oh, you went okay. So you won both that year. When did you and start? Greco. When did you start training freestyle and Greco? Because when I started, it was like maybe right before middle school, like that eighth grade year. But now kids are starting super young. Uh, when did you start? Uh, I'm pretty sure I started in like second or third grade. Really? Yeah, in freestyle, yeah, yeah. freestyle Greco? Mm-hmm. Oh wow, I didn't even know idea what freestyle Greco was at the time. Yeah, no, I had, uh, I mean, really good training partners and guys from around my area of Hartford, my hometown, that. Um, they were invested in that, you know, mm. so obviously I think, you know, just followed suit. But, like, Alex Derringer and Jesse Tilke, both of those guys were, you know, close to me, my hometown, and uh, we were training partners growing up, you know, ever since, you know, second, third grade, all the way up really till high school. Yeah. You trained with Derringer? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. I did not I've know I've known that. him for a really long time. Really? Yeah. Do you still keep in t- contact with him? Oh, I see him once in a while, like, at, you know, tournaments. Um he was actually at the Finley Open. He was? Maybe not this year, no, but the year before. No, yeah, the year before. He yeah. was, like, coaching oh. with um, Michigan. Michigan. Some guys. Oh, really? Yeah. No, yeah, I see him maybe once, twice a year. Sometimes more, sometimes less. But Did you ever train with him in college? Uh, I wrestled with him one time, like, when he was at Oklahoma State and I was at Central Michigan. How did that look like? Yeah, we just sparred around. I oh, mean, he, okay. was, he was a lot better than me, for sure, especially at that time. Um. 
so I know when, when we went to a camp this summer and I asked a question like, why is it or how is it that you could be undefeated in three-time national, like be a three-time undefeated national champion? Um, and you said that it was all consistency. Can you just elaborate on your journey with that? Yeah, I mean, I think obviously, you know, you can't just start wrestling at our level and be like, oh, I'm going to be a national champ, right? So I think it was obviously years in the making. Um, but when it really came down to it, when, you know, that was my goal, like I wanted to win a Division Two national title and, you know, nothing was really stopping me from that other than myself, right? So mm -hmm. it was just consistency with getting in the practice room, lifting, obviously, mm -hmm. diet, but, um, you know, even consistency and, you know, mental training and um, self-belief. I mean, self-belief, I think, is the greatest tool you can possess if you go to the mat or any sort of competition um, with doubt or not knowing, thinking, hey, I might lose, like, you know, I'm going to lose, you're probably going to lose. Mm -hmm. um, but no, yeah, I, I liked studying that aspect of it, the mental part. How much do you think it comes down to, like, uh, whether it be your coaches or was there another motivating factor outside yourself? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, you always got to find your why, right, why you do it. Um, I had a lot of different reasons. Uh, one, in college, like, I obviously went to Central Michigan for two years, and that was a failure in my eyes, right, maybe not for others, but uh, I kind of just wanted to write my, my – uh, my story a little different after I left there. So that was part of it, right? I wanted to, you know, prove to everyone that I could compete at a high level. Um, other than that, obviously, when you got some older brothers that won national titles, uh, you kind of want to keep up with them, right? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, that was part of it, you know, family, you know, mm -hmm. having your family be proud of you, your friends, your hometown. Like, I love my hometown of Hartford, you know, some great people there. So, um, you know, my why was a lot of different things, but I realized, like, if I wanted to achieve winning a national title, I had to do it for myself, though, at the end of the day, too. Mm. Um, good question. I remember that camp. Yeah. <laughs> what were some, like, pre-match things you did, like, mentally? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like I'll be, like, just me. Like, I'll be, like, confident, and then it's, like, right when I go out there, it's, like, not confident yeah if that makes sense yeah kind of like in the practice room like pre-match before me and you wrestle like I'm like I'm kicking Crosby yeah today. well now Crosby has a tattoo so he has more confidence a lot tougher a lot tougher <laughs> a lot tougher but what else could he do <laughs> yeah yeah uh no absolutely uh I mean for me I always like to stay relaxed um so I would warm up maybe 20-25 minutes before a match and then uh you know, five, ten minutes before, maybe when I'm, like, on deck, then I'd bring my heart, heart rate way down and, and relax. Um, but other than that, it was just positive thoughts going through my head, like focusing on, you know, if I wrestled, had wrestled the guy before, like, you know, going getting to my stuff that maybe worked in the past. Um, obviously, the time of the year and competition's a little different in your mental headspace. Mm -hmm. Like the national tournament, you know, you got so many emotions running through your head. And uh, it can get overwhelming at times, but it's just um, staying poised, trusting in, in everything. And mm -hmm. I mean, for you being like the like undefeated for three years, like did you even like did, was that extra pressure, or did you not even think about it? Uh, I think my coaches did a really good job of not, you know, putting that in the limelight. 
Right. That was never really talked about was like, oh, you won. You're at match 63. Mm. Let's get 64. It was never like that, um, which was probably good, you know, unnecessary pressure. But, uh, yeah, I mean, once you start winning, you know, that streak is definitely in the back of your head. But focus on the seven minutes that you got out of the matter, however long it takes. And that's kind of what my motto was. Mm -hmm. Do you um, do you like being an athlete and competing or do you like coaching now that you have both sides of the story? Two completely different things. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, obviously, as a competitor, you miss that, right? You miss competing. There's no nothing that replaces you stepping out on a wrestling mat or a ring, right? And mm -hmm. it's just you and another guy. I can't really speak for any other sports. But mm -hmm. Team sports are a little different, I think. Um, and just having that, you know, hey, after seven minutes, you know, you're either coming victorious and you're going to get everything you got or you're not, and it's mm -hmm. on you at the end of the day, um, no one else. But I would say uh, coaching is a lot more rewarding um, for me. I think it's, you know, once when I see you guys or anyone on the team, like, jump levels or get that win that, you know, you've been fighting for for a while, mm -hmm. like, that's what makes my job rewarding. Um, mm -hmm. As a competitor, like, yeah, do I miss it? But am I completely satisfied with my career? Absolutely. Like, you know, I have no regrets. I, I gave the sport everything I had. So, um, but I would say uh, I definitely get more nervous coaching than I did competing. What? Uh -huh. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't guess that. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. I'm thinking about 10 guys winning instead of just myself. Okay, I mean, that's, that's true. true. Um you One thing, be, before we get into, like, the logistics of, like, um, our duels and everything, I, I did want to kind of touch on this story. So after our freshman season, our coach, Corey, ended up leaving that year. Now we had kind of that whole summer. I don't know really the timeline, but we had, um, you know, coaches come in and talk to us of saying, like, this could be your coach. Tell us what you think about him. And each and one. You are like, oh, those guys are losers. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. But, but what I'm going to say is, is that we knew that, you know, you were the last person to win a national championship for the program. And all of these coaches were to walk in the door with you, of the, of the, there's a picture on the door of you winning that national title. They walk in, they're, you're the most recent, you know, national champion, three-time national champ. Like, did you feel like it was destiny? Like, there was no way they couldn't pick you? No, absolutely not. Uh, and your brother was our, our assistant coach at the time. Too. He still yeah. is. So, yeah. I mean, like, did you almost feel like it was in the cards? Cause yeah, you know, I thought obviously – uh, any college coaching position, really, if it's a high level, like Division Two, Division One, um, even a lot of D3 programs, like they get a huge applicant pool, right? Mm -hmm. So I knew there was a huge applicant pool, and I knew they were only bringing three people on campus because mm -hmm. um, that's what the athletic director had said. So I knew when it was down to that final three, like, you know, I did the, the Skype interview for 30 minutes <laughs> and basically dressed from the chin down, just yeah. suit on <laughs> while, while I was working my other job. And uh, you know, then they invited me on campus and then it was like, all right, I really got to lock in. And, you know, I prepared for the interview. Like I, that was my first job interview ever. So like, what? I, yeah, I never, I mean, everything else was just like sure. kind of word of mouth. Right. And, yeah. um, so yeah, then, um, where, where are we at here? What was the question? It was just like, did he feel like it was in like your destiny to be the Parkside coach? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Looking back, yeah, I mean, it's a pretty cool story if you think about it, mm -hmm. I ain't going to lie. Like, obviously being able to compete um, here where my brothers went. My my cousin Kelly actually was the first Becker to wrestle here at Parkside. I don't know if you guys knew that. But no. 
um, yeah, in the early 90s. So he came here, and then obviously Brad 10, 12, 15 years later, whatever it is. But, yeah, I mean, it was on paper it looks like destiny, right? But I, uh, I was nervous as, as crap coming into the <laughs> interview. Um, it was nine hours, and, and then, like, I didn't hear or anything for a couple of days, and then the athletic director called me, Andrew, mm-hmm. and he's just like, I got a couple more questions for you. And I'm, you know, I was in sales at the time, so I was, I don't know, driving somewhere. I was on the road, sure. I remember. And uh, I'm like, yeah, I got time right now. And, you know, he's asking me these really difficult questions on the spot. I'm like, I hung up the phone. I'm like, it was like 30 minutes. I'm like, I don't know if I got this job. Uh-oh. Why? <laughs> yeah. Why is he calling me back? And then the next day, he FaceTimed me. Mm. And I'm like, well, if he's FaceTiming me, I probably got it. So then I picked it up, and he was like, just wondering if uh, you want to be the next coach at Parkside Wrestling. I'm like, yeah, absolutely awesome. Ah, that's pretty cool. Where do you think you'd be if, like, Corey never left? Oh, good question. I would probably uh, still have my job that I had. I really I really enjoyed that. What was that? Uh, I was selling construction equipment. So like oh, that's right. Milwaukee tools, anything for plumbers, electricians, general contractors, house builders. Um, so that's crazy. Do you plan that, on staying here as long as you can? Like almost not fill Jim Cook's shoes, but following that legacy and like your whole career? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not leaving. Yeah. Um, no, this will be the only place I coach. Uh, I, I'm too fond of Wisconsin, and I know I'm a homer. Mm-hmm. But uh, I love the area I live. You know, I moved to, obviously, out of college, moved six hours away. And I realized pretty quick that wasn't for me. Um, close with my family, you know, all the nieces and nephews. So I think it would be hard hard to leave them. Yeah. And, like, you can't get much better. Like, obviously, yes, Division One, like, you know, that's a higher level of coaching, absolutely. But – for me to be able to coach at this program that has so much history, tradition, uh, we're competitive, and it's my alma mater, mm-hmm. and it's a nice area. Like, yeah, wh- why would I want to leave? Yeah, you know, and yeah, maybe there's offers that come in down the road that are bigger, more money, but uh, that's not me. Yeah, I kind of want to talk about so our first, first, first uh, season going into our first duel, we face UW Whitewater. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and okay. so this this is a really still a sore pr- subject <laughs> still a sore subject but we have to talk about it because this is like this starts the legacy um so if you guys do not know we end up losing to whitewater which is a d3 school um we battle for this the Saki trophy um kind of tell us your input like throughout maybe the the beginning of the duel and during it and the end and uh, now we have known as the park or the whitewater practice that <laughs> Shake yeah, some I of listened us. to Fishback's episode when you're talking about that. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know you love backbridge push-ups so much, so we'll keep doing those. Oh, I love. It. <laughs> he he doesn't like them. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah, it probably. I don't yeah, like those very much. Oh, it does get, get you strong shoulders. It, it does, but like it hurts. Yeah. Ray, Ray loves them. You know where I got? Yeah. You know where I got those from? Where? Coach Tom Bradley at Central Michigan. He would make really. Us, yeah, he would make us do them way longer than I make you guys do them. Really? Yeah. How long do we go? You never really say it, a time. You just say, oh. It was usually I go until someone falls. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I start <Yeah>. over. <laughs> start when the heavyweights get up. <laughs> Some, no, no, the heavyweights are all right. Except if they're doing um, monkey rolls. Monkey rolls terrible. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> all right, wait, no, wait. Yeah, we're getting way off track. <laughs> yeah, we're way off track. Let's go back. Okay. Go back to the Whitewater duel. Uh, yeah, I mean, going in before, I was pretty stoked up. You know, I was like, 
you know, this is sweet. Finally, like, you know, we were just training that summer. I got hired in May, so it's not like there's there wasn't competition for, what, six months? Yeah. Uh, so I was, like, jacked, and I, like, knew that you guys were all – we were good. I'm like, you know – Looking on paper, I'm like, you know, we're going to do pretty good. Like, Well, we're coming off a season, I don't think, where we won a duel. Is that correct? Yeah, but I still have confidence yeah. in you guys. That's the thing. Like, <laughs> Thank you, Nick. <laughs> uh, oops. No, like, yeah, you might have not won a duel that year, but I just saw you guys in the room. And mm-hmm. obviously then as the duel goes on, like, we're kind of kind of putting it on them a little bit. Yeah. And then uh, what is it? Reese obviously loses to Shinholster, who's really tough. Yeah. Like it was a great match, you know, and he was right there. So the momentum swung that way a little bit. And even before that, like Joe was wrestling one seventy four, right? Yes. And he had a tight one which I he, thought he was gonna blow him I out thought of the he water. Was gonna destroy that guy mm-hmm. too. We definitely uh-huh. could have got more majors early on. Well and uh Arroyo. Didn't he miss a tech or something? <sighs> no, I think he got the tech. Oh really? Maybe not. Maybe I think he mag- majored him. I think he missed the tech by like a point or two. You got pinned, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, and then obviously ninety-seven. That was like, oh crap! You know, giving up six there. And then obviously comes down to heavyweight and a pretty cool, you know, loud environment. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it did come down to bonus points. I remember telling everyone that, mm-hmm. and I was stressing bonus points from May to yeah, um, basically November. Bonus points are important because I knew our team that year, like. I knew every one of those duels, and even this year against some of our best guys, our teams, like last year, uh, or first year, I was always like, we need five wins, like mm-hmm. five wins and bonus points. This year, it was kind of similar, but against St. Cloud, I'm like, we need, we definitely need six wins. Yeah. And we got six. So, but yeah, then I guess after that Whitewater duel, I was like, con- I didn't sleep much that night, maybe an hour. Uh and I was like, oh, my God, what am I What am I doing? Do I suck at coaching? So, you know, all these thoughts are rolling through your head, which is good. I think I, looking back now, I'm glad I I took that, that loss at dual meet, my first one ever in the college, you know, coaching yeah. career. Because, like, you know. You can only go up. That is true. And, like, everyone's like, oh, undefeated, you know, 89 and oh, I hate when people, mm. like, Mention that, you know, it's like, well, I was not really undefeated in my college career. Sure. I won my last 89. Mm. Um, but going to coaching, then it's like, okay, well, I pretty much hit bottom already. So, like, I know what it feels like to lose, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and that's something that I didn't feel for a really long time, right? Like, a couple of years. Obviously, I was devastated. Um, senior nationals, that would have been like 2020 uh, at 74 kgs, like, that was tough lot lo- losing there, and then obviously I didn't compete in any sort of anything for two and a half years. But I mean, you got to put it value in the past, though. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't much longer where I was like, "All right, what's next?" Yeah, well, because because at that practice, if I'm not mistaken, um, which I, I didn't know this until later, but why are you shaking your head? Because I know what you're going to say, and I think you're wrong I don't about it. Did you record the Whitewater crowd noise? No. Dude, who came up with this? That was the no. It was, you were playing like there's gladiator. a wide, yeah. There's, there's a, oh, I went to YouTube and just typed in yeah, crowd noise. Yeah, I thought that's two, what I said. Yes. Somebody made it up that you played the yeah the, the, os, or the no the whitewater, whitewater crowd, crowd like crowd. like on repeat. There's like a wives tale going around. Yeah. No. Did you make that up? No, I swear. Somebody I swear did. I didn't, but Somebody someone did. No, that was just crowd noise on YouTube. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I forgot about that. I need to do that again. Yeah. No, did you even, cool. did you like plan that practice at all or did you just go in and? Yeah. Well, I, I had this question. What was like your end goal, f- like coming to the practice and ending? What did you want to have us feel or what did you want to put us through in order for maybe that to never happen again or whatever your goal is for that? Well, I thought about it for a while and I think it just came down to we need to be mentally tougher um, in those tight situations when we're in enemy territory and we got to perform when it's tight, you know, mm-hmm. when it's overtime or. And and I didn't do a good job in the beginning of simulating that in the wrestling room. Like, I don't know if you notice the difference between last year and this year. We do more um, best of fives and best of threes yeah, yeah. because I think that is a great way for you guys to compete with each other um, when you're exhausted already. And it's kind of like who's going to be the guy to break up here because it's not mm. really physical, especially in the practice room. That makes sense. But yeah, if you know, if I blame anyone for the loss, like it's me, but it, because you guys weren't ready to go. Mm. Well, I mean, losing to Whitewater is the first duel, and then this year we walk into enemy, enemy territory against a Cloud, who hasn't lost at home in 13 years, and we end up winning that duel. Walk us through that because I know that was kind of the big, I guess, step in like that we know that we're good, like we know that we can compete at the top level. And I think a lot of us believe that after that win just signifying that yeah I was pretty confident going in um I actually had told a couple people before that were close to me I said I think we're gonna beat them like Matt Geal I told him that and uh I'm like we need six wins mm-hmm. I wrote it on paper a couple times different scenarios sure like things that needed to happen um obviously um momentum is a big thing in dual meets you can you can get rolling in dual meet right mm-hmm. um there's a couple big moments, though. I mean, even off the get-go, Corrigan getting bonus points. Mm-hmm. That that one point there was huge. And then Swanson only, you know, giving up a tech fall, even though he got tech fall. That was big. Same. <laughs> <Crosby>. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, nah. <laughs> I just Same I hate you. that so much when people say like the, like that's what my parents tried saying. You you saved a you saved, saved a point. point, and that's what your dad texted me too. You saved a point, but it's like, dude. You, I got tech fault. <laughs> you saved the point, though. Yeah, but that's, I could have saved. I could have saved more than one. Yeah, but we just needed that one. <laughs> yeah. <I> guess, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, then obviously, like your match was big, you know, mm-hmm. and a lot, and that's what a lot of the difference I see in our team is when we get in those tight situations and matches. You know, a lot this year we were we were winning those those battles, mm-hmm. uh, and then obviously Reynolds at the end was. Yeah. Clutch, Mr. Clutch Reynolds. So he didn't even know. He didn't even know that we were going to that, that oh, much yeah. won it. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Um so we 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 went 11 and 0 in duels this year and um just looking at like team placement uh in D2 they run it based on um to get the national trophy you need to get, you know, the most points at the national tournament. Um do, do you think that it should be kind of duels like all like just how um you know we weren't invited to the all-star dual classic or whatever it's called and do you think national duels national duels um personally for me i think it would be cool to have that national duels but be a team nationals almost like how they do wisconsin team state Mm -hmm. and that would be the winner what are your thoughts on that yeah i'm kind of mixed feelings on that um i think the 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 team aspect of wrestling is really unique and uh dual meet draws more excitement Mm -hmm. um 
and not saying that an individual national tournament doesn't, right? But um, there's just a storyline as a dual meet goes on, right? You know, the ebbs and flows, you know, one team might be winning and then, you know, get bonus points, pin, ooh, exciting, right? Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the bigger the bigger thing is the NCA. Um, and, you know, how would that look with the national championship bracket, right? Yeah. 16 teams make it do 32, you know, do you have an eight-man bracket, a four-man pool, like mm. – like NCAA football, like I I see that as value, right? Like if there would be some way where you could have the top eight teams, however you want to figure that out at the end of the year, and, you know, maybe you do that the week after an individual national tournament. Yeah. That way you can crown your individual national champs and then a team national championship. Yeah. Um, and especially, like, obviously in Division Two, we don't have much publicity when it comes to, like, mainstream media and getting on ESPN and those things, but – uh, like I'm thinking bigger picture division one level, like the individual national tournament first, right? That's your storyline the week before. And then, mm-hmm. you know, they, like the next week's the team, team tournament and uh, the viewers already know going in, you know, some of these guys and they, you yeah. know, they're watching and they're like, Oh, I like Penn state or I like Iowa or, you know, Cornell. Mm-hmm. So then they have something to follow uh, the week after, but um, we'll see. I mean, I don't see it changing from an yeah. individual format anytime soon. Though. Yeah, no, that's that's a big topic though is viewership and wrestling. Uh, you know, of course, a lot with like the different divisions and how much media attention they get and whatnot. Um, but did you see that this this year's Division One National Championships was like the lowest in like a decade? Yeah. Even though we have we had two guys going for four national titles, why why do you think that is? And what do you think we could do to improve that? Not even just in D one, but increase that viewership in D two. Yeah, I think the storylines, right, have a big thing to do with it. Um, and just wrestling as a whole, I mean, you, you got to have, I hate to say it, but you kind of have to have some characters in, in the sport, right? Like mm-hmm. you look at mainstream football, basketball, like, um, you know, they're, those sports are telling other people's stories. Yeah. Um, and, and wrestling, I don't know if we do the best, best job of that. Yeah. Um, and and, and our, our sport's really hard to follow. Um, mm-hmm. At least I think, right? There's a lot of nuances in the sport of wrestling, which makes the average TV flipper sitting on their couch, like they scroll by it and they're like, well, the guy just picked the guy up in the air, put him down. He didn't score any right. points for it. Um, so you got to know the rules. And I think maybe that's how you navigate it is, you know, get, getting more education and materials about the rules and how it's scored. Yeah. Uh, but how do you feel about the new rules or proposed rules? Three-point like, takedown. I okay. like – I mean, there's – I see both sides of the argument. Uh, for our team, I like the three-point takedown just because I think we stress scoring and yeah. getting on our offense. But uh, I do see the disadvantages of, uh, disadvantages of it. Um, one being, right, like U.S. is the only country that does folk style. Mm-hmm. So if you want to grow the viewership outside of the U S for folk style wrestling and you're on a different point system than say freestyle. I mean, I think freestyle and folk style should stay as close to the rule set as possible. I would love to see a push out rule in folk style. Yeah. I, I think that would be, it would make, it makes perfect sense. Rules easier too. like yeah. stalling is so judgmental. And if you're an average viewer watching, like, <laughs> you're like, well, you pushed him out of bounds and he gets called for stalling, you know, mm-hmm. like things like that where a push out rule is pretty cut and dry. Like it's like sumo. Everyone knows sumo. Yeah. You push the guy out of bounds, you win. Yeah. Wrestling, you push him out of bounds, you get a point. Yeah. Did, well, 
did you ever like um because i know you're talking about like storylines and stuff and people like when maybe people get excited after they win and kind of like not necessarily showboat but you know show some like personality were you ever a guy that like will get so excited but like we've seen like some of your videos you know when, when you won nationals it was like you've done it you know clearly you've done it before but like you've done it before and just like cool calm collected um what do you think about people maybe uh I don't know, celebrating in a way that... No, I love it. I mean, it's whatever your personality is, right? Sure. Like, I wasn't like that. Um, and I guess maybe I didn't like the, the limelight of it, right? Mm. Like, I used to get really nervous in interviews, like, when I was in college wrestling, and I hated <laughs> doing them, but they always wanted me to do interviews. So, uh, obviously, I've gotten a little bit better at them. Yeah. Uh, but more comfortable, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that just wasn't me, and maybe that just was a little bit like, I think, the uh, Hartford Wrestling Club where I started. I think that was something that was really stressed a lot, though, too. Like, mm. hey, you you get up, you shake the guy's hand, you walk off the mat, you don't pout if you lose, you don't throw a hissy fit, you don't yell at the ref. Um, you win and lose with class, basically. And mm. I think maybe that's a little bit how I was brought up. Yeah. And at the same time, like, I wasn't, I don't know. Like, I didn't really fit the part of a big, like, celebrator. Like, sure. if I flexed, it was like, wow, look at this scrawny dude flexing. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, looking back, I think it, a lot is, like, how you get brought up. Like, I wasn't taught to, like, celebrating, like, you probably shouldn't do that. Um, just because, you know, what if, you know, ref does something, throws you out for over-celebrating. Or, I don't know, whatever it may be. That I guess that was always in my mind growing up as well. We also never had people that won stuff. We had some big youth tournaments, bro. Wildcat youth tournament. I used to go there. Really? Yeah. Did you win it? I don't <laughs> you, probably, <laughs> you probably ran into a West Bend stud, dude. I got pinched. I used to beat loose to some West Bend kids. Yeah, really. Yeah. Jesse Thilke trained at West Bend a little bit. Yeah, at the Wildcats and Gats. I know you said you trained with Gats a little bit, right? John. Yeah. 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 Oh, John really? used to come here and he used to wrestle with us in the summer when he was at Platteville. I did not know that. Yeah. Um, I've known John for a while. John went to Central Michigan too. Wait, what? I did, I did not, not know, know that. that. I thought he went straight to Platteville. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure I was John's host on his recruiting visit, too. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's actually cool. No. no, John's a good dude. Yeah. Well, uh, moving into your, your senior nationals. All right. I think it was senior nationals. Mark Hall. That was uh, world team trials. World team trials. You need to get up to was that the Was that the terms. semifinals? Uh, yeah. Yep, semis. What happened? What do you mean? I lost. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I, I quit wrestling, right? Uh, so I stress you guys a lot. Like, don't stop wrestling until the whistle blows. But, you know, I took a up. I think I went up 4-0. And then I might have gave up a push-out, gave up a takedown. It was like 4-3 to three with, I don't know, 15 seconds left. And then uh, using on my leg. And I'm pretty good at, in that lightning dump position. But he got me on that. Kind of hooked my leg. That was slick. Do you think you could still compete at that level if you were to uh, go back? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not going to say no. It's just my mindset. <laughs> but I am like, I do feel it a lot more. Like, I can't train like I used to. Like, my body just doesn't recover as fast now. The Mountain Dew's catching up? No. No, no, no. That's my fuel. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I only have like two to three a day. Some days, none. Really? Well, usually I usually have coffee in the morning and ready to diet do at lunch, diet do at dinner. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about the fishback pod with Craig. 
but I think he's a different animal. Yeah, is that. is that true that he had Mountain Dew in his uh, his bottle at the national finals? I'm sure it was. Yeah, <laughs> he's got a problem. Well, yeah, he. He's, I think he's getting gas now. It's catching up to him. He doesn't really drink water. Really? No, he just drinks Diet Mountain Dew. I think that's <laughs> He looked like he was gassing out the other day in practice. Oh, he said he was exhausted. Yeah. yeah. Well, because I asked him to, to go next go. He goes, no, I'm going to take, I'm going to sit out this one. <laughs> and then he comes around and goes, okay, I caught a wind. Let's go. <laughs> but Yeah, he said, uh, you squeezed them on a yeah, gas. <laughs> <laughs> he said he was about to puke. <laughs> how, how long do you think you're still going to wrestle with us until you uh, – Maybe don't strap them up and go head to head with our with us in live. I got a lot more years. Yeah. yeah. As you get older, you get smarter. Uh-huh. I think you see things coming a lot sooner. Mm. Yeah. And top like folk style. Like if I get on <laughs> top, I'm I can recover a lot sure. faster. Yeah. That makes sense. Would you want free or folk style to just change freestyle? Just get rid of the whole rule set completely? No. No, because I like mat wrestling. I think it's unique. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I think I would like freestyle, even though I suck at parterre. But <laughs> maybe maybe you get good at it because we'll train it. Oh more. yeah, that's true. What do you think about right now? Like, um, so we're training for U twenty threes, and when we were talking with Hamidi, he says you know he really doesn't train freestyle. They just train like for him because I think everyone has a different training set um, that the, he only does like folk style just like year round. What do you think about like us only training folk style? Because that is the um, you know style we train and um, maybe it's good to, of course, maybe mix both, still do some mat wrestling during freestyle season. But what's your take on that? Yeah. Uh, you guys probably don't realize it, but uh, a lot of the technique we do in freestyle season is folk style correlated. Mm-hmm. So like if you, that's why we didn't spend much time on parterre. Yeah. Like, how good are we going to get in parterre in a month, right? Yeah. And then we don't do it for 11 months and then go back to <laughs> yeah. it, you know? So development-wise, like, parterre is great. You need to know how to f- defend a gut, but all the little nuances do we need to spend, you mm-hmm. know, hours in there. It takes a long time to get really good in sure. parterre. Um, and obviously, if you're training freestyle year-round, like, you focus on those things. But, mm-hmm. you know, our main goal is when – Division two team national titles and individual national titles, so we got to focus on folk style. But I do think a lot of freestyle little tricks, you know, they definitely translate to to folk style. Mm-hmm. Um, like when the danger rule came out in um, when I was in college, I think it was my last year when the first year of the danger rule. Okay. Like I was like, this is awesome <laughs> because there's a lot of freestyle things that I did that I thought about where I like could hold guys and get danger counts like mm. lightning like the lightning dump like guys would shoot low singles and then I just lock my feet together sure and then I'd hold them there and get danger counts so like I figured out ways when that danger rule came out to score and um I don't know that year was really fun just part of it because our team was really good but that danger rule I always just remember that I'm like it's pretty cool mm. yeah we should do more uh Win Dixies. <laughs> yeah, we should. Those I are, love those things. We need to get good You've at that. Never hit. A <laughs> I know. I have been. I have been on it twice in freestyle now. Yeah. Well, you well, got long legs. Yeah. Skinny I'm going legs. for it. I'm going for it now. Yeah. Shoe does a Win Dixie once in a while. Shoe got <laughs> Win Dixie today <laughs> by Caden Hooker. 
That's rough. No. Yeah. Um, I do want to touch base on the situation because I, I think it's important to know, and it is uh, something that happened. I think it's real. Um, at the national tournament, I mean, I, it, it's about Shane, clearly. Uh, like, everyone knew. Like, he, it was almost like in the cards for him, too. Like, it was his destiny to win it. You know, uh, getting second the year before this year, just, you know, how you're saying, like, he does everything right. And then, uh, you know, shit hits the fan and that's kind of over. What was, um, I guess, your take on that? And what did you kind of say to him to, I don't, what can you do really in that situation? Yeah, I mean, you just got to be there for support, right? Um, Like, that still hurts for me, right? And I can't imagine what he's going through Um, still, right? Like, that. Things that happen like that kind of stick with you for a long time. And, um, you know, but at the end of the day, like, the type of guy Shane is, his character, you know, the way he treats people, his future he's going to have in whatever he does, you know, that's more important than a national title, obviously. You know, everyone hoped that he would win a national title, you know. And mm-hmm. I'm still a big believer and you know, you get what you earn and, you know, after things like that happen, you gotta, kind of got to really think, you know, mm-hmm. is that is that true? Do you really get what you earned? Because obviously, like, he dedicated his life, or I wouldn't say his life, but the two. I can only speak for what I know of him, and obviously it was one year when I was a senior and he was a true freshman. And, mm-hmm. you know, when you're a wrestler, you're a teammate, like, you support your teammates, but – I guess you really don't focus on how they're training every, you know, you focus on how they're training, but you know, not, you don't really see the development as much when you're as a coach and like from the outside looking in, like he kept getting better and better and better. Like I'd wrestle with him like, dang dude. Sure. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think with, with Shane, you know, he's forever going to be like one of the greatest Parkside wrestlers ever. I believe. I mean, he went 63 and three in two years. Sure. Uh, you know, he beat the guy who won the Nationals twice this year. So it's like, and today he doesn't have the trophy in his trophy case. But um, you know, he's a champion in life in my book. So that, I think that's more important. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what were you gonna say? <laughs> no, I, it was just a really big topic change from oh, that. Feel Wait. like you're going to a funeral or what? No, yeah. no, no. Well, no, I I really wanted to hear no, that situation because yeah. I mean. Just wanted to hear the take. Yeah. Yeah, and he's not done yet, you know. I think, he, you know, he's going to compete again, I think. Just in, like, in freestyle? Yeah. Is he doing the – can he do the trials or what's like No, that? no. Like, he just, I think, needs a break from the sport. Oh, yeah. That's fair. Six years, man, of college wrestling. Like, when I was done with my sixth year, I was like, I need a break, you know. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't wrestle that year. I took nine months off. Not not a single practice. Oh no, I'm saying with competition. Oh okay, yeah. okay, okay. No, I still practiced, yeah, because I was a GA here that year. Mm. But no, sometimes you need a break from competition. Just yeah, I think it'll be good. I, this is another, I guess, changing topic. But what do you look for in recruits coming here? Just grit, really. Got to be tough. I mean, there's so many teammates that I've been around and guys who I've seen come in programs and leave like they might be super great technically coming out of high school but if you can't can't take a butt kicking you know 
going to be hard for you to develop. Like, not many guys come into a college room straight out of high school and are, like, you know, mm-hmm. a world beaters, right? Sure. Um, heart, you know, work ethic, I think, is important. Mm-hmm. You know, character, how they treat others. Yeah. But you know, I think we do a good job here of developing guys, and a lot of that just the guys in the room. Mm-hmm. You know, iron sharpens iron. You keep getting better and better. Yeah. Well, that's what I see. I see all the freshmen just improving. I mean. Like, shoot, he's been kicking Crosby's ass lately. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you think about Shoe? <laughs> what, what do you think about Shoe uh, gaining 20 pounds and being a 97? He's trying to go uh, 74 or 79, 79 kgs. <laughs> he's going to be the smallest 79 kg in the country. Yeah. Sorry, Shoe. <laughs> Shoe, I, I do want to talk about that situation if you want to come on the pod. <laughs> yeah. He asked me what weight I'm going, and he just said, yeah, I'll, I'll do that one too. Mm, just wherever you are. He did say that, yeah, in the locker room the other day. But when you were uh, in college, you wrestled a lot with Ben Askren, right? Yep. At what point in – was he was still competing, right, in MMA? Yep. At what point in his career was he at when you were practicing with him? Or do you know? Yeah. Uh, well, me and Ben trained kind of going back. I don't know if you guys know this, but I wasn't ever at my um, last two years here at Parkside. I was only on the team second semester. Your last two years? Yeah. What did you do first semester? I had to train on my own. Wait, really? Yeah. Because uh, in Division One, they had a rule. It's called the running clock. So you, right when you start, you get five years to compete in four national championships. In Division Two, it's different. They do a 10-semester rule. So when I transferred, I lost a year of eligibility. So in order to get that year back, um, I could only be on a team for 10 semesters. Oh. It's kind of confusing. Yeah. So I didn't rest. They still do it in Division Two a lot. I think I'm the one who started that a lot. Really? Yeah. Were you, you had all your credits and only did second semester? I had to be part-time. So my junior year, I only had t- taken six credits in the fall. And then, yeah, I would just train with by myself a lot of times, or I'd go by Ben. Um, I'd grab another guy from the room. And then my first time I could always come back was the Midwest Classic. Uh. So I'd go to the Midwest Classic without training one practice with the team, mm. which is weird. Who was the guy ahead of you for that first semester? Or not ahead of you, but in your spot. Uh, Job. Really? It's <laughs> Job. Job. <laughs> he was at 74? What is that? Wow. Mm-hmm. So that's, like, Ben's where you got the oh, five-minute five goes thing from, right? Oh, yeah, we'd always do five-fives. I remember you saying that that's why we do it here. Is there oh. any other, like, things that you did with him that was, like, different from what you'd usually do in a practice? No, he's just a really unique feel. Like, his wrestling IQ is probably one of the smartest wrestling IQ people I've ever been around. And Max, too. Um, but, yeah, he was just – you couldn't get in too many positions with him where he wasn't very, very, very sound in. And then, obviously, you wrestle with enough, you start figuring those things out. Uh, but I want to say he was, like, in 1FC at that time. Okay. 
Do you think he's one of the biggest? Like, did he help make you jump levels? Absolutely. I mean, yeah, you can't single one coach mm-hmm. out in my career, right? Like, Craig, obviously, I wrestled with him probably more than anyone. Um, so he was obviously helped me jump levels. But, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people, like, even from, like, young on, I just – not young on, but I'd say, like, junior year in high school, you know, freshman year – of college, like you just keep making improvements and figuring it out. Mm-hmm. Would you say Ben is the single best wrestler you've ever wrestled with? Uh, like what do you mean wrestled with? Like live or? Yeah, live. Yeah. Yeah, probably one of them. I rolled with Jaden Cox one time. He's pretty good. <laughs> what did okay. you do that? I was at like an AWA camp, I think, when I was in college. Holy crap. Dude, J- Jaden Cox was um, John Reeder is an animal. Really? You want to feel a guy? You want to feel have a sore neck? <laughs> go wrestle with John Reeder. Well, Hamid, Hem- no, Gomez was saying that if there was a competition between every <clears throat> Division One coach, John Reeder would just destroy everybody. Oh, he's the real deal. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone right now, <laughs> that's crazy. Like wrestling Ben and wrestling Reeder are two completely different things. Because mm. Reeder is like a brawler not really brawler he's he's probably the best hand fighter i've ever touched really yeah my hand fighting went was it the strength or was it the technique a little bit of both yeah i mean but muscular endurance talk about muscular endurance he's got that like and that's something i think takes years and years and years yeah um no i would say those two guys reader and uh ben like they're legit (laughs) try wrestling again yeah i got a hypothetical situation for you let's just say um well because you know, trump was at ncaa's let's say tr- trump comes back to campus he goes nick <laughs> he, he, go, he goes he goes nick here's a small uh, i work at a public institution I can't <laughs> all right well this is the, not no, pl- answer, this isn't ask, this ask. isn't a political question the okay. question is uh, tr- trump comes to you and he says nick i'm gonna give you a small loan of a million dollars do whatever you want with the parks like to fund the Parkside Wrestling, what would you do with that million dollars? A million or a half million? whole million. Um, I'd probably take 500000 of it and start an endowment. So that way that money collects interest, and then we can just use the money we make on interest for whatever you know we want from a year-to-year basis, and another five hundred k would definitely like we would have a bigger wrestling room with full weight room and treadmills how many mats a lounge i don't really think we need four mats like i think that's a little ridiculous but um double the size of ours i think would be legit and then having you know like a lounge area where the locker room is and you guys can hang out play video games have a tv Mm -hmm. um yeah Invest half, yeah. spend half. That makes sense. What about getting us a, maybe a sixth shower head? <laughs> <laughs> maybe with an extra $100. Do you, do you remember what I wrote on the board the other day? Oh, no. Something about problem solving? Well, go, go, get it grab a, go grab a dang wrench in the, in the issue room Wait, and freaking put our, it Wait, um, isn't our bathroom stall door still broken? Yeah, <laughs> Wait, how long has that been broken for? It, it was Hooker, broken when yeah, I got Hooker broke that. Okay, I thought it was up to him to fix it, but. It was. 
<laughs> How do you break it? Was he hanging on it? Hanging on it? He had to get in the bathroom real quick. <laughs> yeah, I guess he did. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, this is like way back, but I forgot to say it when we were talking about uh, you taking Corey's job. And when I went on my it's visit. It's not like a, you're saying like I took his job. Yeah. Like, hey, <laughs> yeah. Corey, get the hell out of here. <laughs> but, I had no idea it was happening. He texted me that morning. He's like, hey, I want to just let you know before it hits the news, but I'm leaving Parkside. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, on my uh, my visit there, I remember we were in the wrestling room, and he said, yeah, I'm going to stay here as long as I can, and if I'm going to stay here as long as I can see that we're going to win a national team title. And then before I even get to the school, he quits. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit, dude. That's so tough. <laughs> but obviously, we're like, we're on track yeah. now. But Yeah, and I think, you know, he, he was in a position where his family was from Green Bay, right, and he had a, a child, and I think when you have a child, like, I've never had one yet, but I just, seeing my, my brothers and sisters, right, with kids, like, when you have a kid, that changes your perspective on a lot of things, and I think that was one thing Corey thought about is being, one, closer home to his family, you know, being by his, his mom and dad and his wife's mom and dad, um, and his wife got a job at UW-Green Bay, um, so I think, he told me it was the hardest decision of his life, which I truly believe it was, you know. It's tough when you're passionate about something, and I know Corey was. Like, you're really passionate about a sport, right? Um, and you got to make a decision like that. It's It wasn't easy, I, I can imagine. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he wasn't thinking about what he told me when he wasn't no, going into his I'm decision. I'm sure that changed everything. <laughs> no, he probably committed on the spot. Me? Yeah. I think I committed like a week later. Crosby didn't know if he was going to wrestle in college. Yeah. I didn't know if I was going to go to college. I dragged him. Yeah, pretty much. Good. Yeah. I was going to say something. Oh, yeah, how fast do you think you would put your kid in wrestling? Uh, I'll probably wait a little bit. Like, till they're middle uh, school? No, not that late. I think competition, maybe third, fourth grade, a couple tournaments. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe second grade even. But... Uh, it also depends if they enjoy it, right? Like, I was a little crybaby when I was a youth kid. Like, if I lost, mm-hmm. like, I don't want that for my kid. Like, yeah. Like, I I would rather have them, like, come off the mat laughing. And that's a hard thing, you know. Yeah. A hard thing to do. I mean, wrestling's a unique sport in that aspect. Yeah. I mean, I, I bet this didn't happen to you, but I think a lot of the reason why the kids are crying is because their parents are screaming at them. What do you think about, like, parents getting so over-invested in their kids doing so well at a young age, like, as soon as they come off the mat? Like, the dad's yelling, like, why didn't you, why didn't you, blah, 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 blah. Like, I just think it's, like, childish from, like, from a parent perspective. I agree. And my parents were really good about that, right? If anyone put, like, and I needed it, you know, like, when I hit middle school, seventh, eighth grade, like, I think that's when, you know, you're 13, 14 years old and you can start, you know, taking that uh constructive criticism right so like it was my brothers to give me constructive criticism for the most part my parents laid off um a lot which was important right um but yeah i see it in youth now that's i was just at mcguanago high school like two weeks ago and i walk in and this dad is looking at his i don't know could probably like third fourth fifth grade maybe you wrestle terrible <laughs> <laughs> you can't wrestle like that and i'm just like Right as I walk in, I'm like, 
oh my gosh, do I want to say something to this dad <laughs> right away when I walk in? But uh-huh. I just, do any dads come up to you and like say like keep an eye out for my son? They're gonna be good. <laughs> <laughs> Brent actually told me that. Who? Brent, your dad. My dad? <laughs> How about you? What? <laughs> what do you mean? What? I'm joking. I'm joking. I was say. Your dad. Your dad is the complete opposite of a. Uh, he did it the yeah. right way. Um, no. Yeah. Not really. Sometimes I hear it. Mm. I think I see it more of a lot of your. Um, um, your YouTube following, actually. Really? Oh, like they email you? Yeah, they're like in seventh, eighth grade. <laughs> like, keep an eye out for me. I, it doesn't happen often, maybe yeah. like five, six times since yeah. I've been hired, but I just laugh. I send them an email back like, hey, keep up the good work, you know. Oh, but that's it's good. like, you're in seventh grade. I, I'm mm. not going to follow you in seventh grade. Yeah. Like, follow your career. What do, you, what do you think about like on the Instagram page sometimes or you see people saying like, Oh, I want to go to Parkside. It's my dream school. I love it. Yeah. I, yeah, I think Parkside's a great place, right? It's It's got to be a fit for you as an individual. So, I mean, I That's fair. I, I loved it here. I still love it here. Sure. Um Well, there's a reason we're here. Yes. Yeah, I like that. Um I guess personal question, how often do you watch my videos like <laughs> tournament videos or duel videos? Do you watch them at all? I watch them quite a bit, yeah. I do. Uh, the podcast has been harder to keep up with, but mm-hmm. I did listen to the Gable one and Fishback. I haven't listened to Hamidi or Gomez yet, but I watch your videos a lot. I think I have to now. Sure. Um, nothing, just with compliance and everything. Like oh yeah, just yeah, making yeah, yeah. sure you're being a good boy. Straight and narrow. W- one thing I do want to talk about this situation when we were at Moorhead. Um, and this lady flipped off with a baby in hand, flipped off one of our wrestlers or two ladies flipped them off. And I put it in the vlog, of course, cause I'm vlogging you it. Put her on blast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then, so, uh, so can you tell about that story, how she calls you? Oh yes. <laughs> so I get a voicemail and I don't think I listened to like two or three days later. Cause it was like a random number. I thought it was just spam. Mm-hmm. So then basically I'm listening to it and like she says who she is and like she mentions Moorhead and then it was like uh my lawyers are gonna are gonna be contacting you and Caden. Uh I didn't agree to be on his videos, blah 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 and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, Is that illegal? And then I'm like, Well, she flipped the crowd off. Like definitely, I mean I think it's a little bit justified, but I don't know. That was interesting. Yeah, I thought that was a little situation. Well, there's the, kind of a similar situation with a dude that was on the team for the our first run this year. He quit after our first run. Uh-huh. I forgot his name. Oh. But there was a guy that made a video about – so he – it was like my junior year of high school. He, like – he beat me, like, one to zero. Mm-hmm. That kid did? Just, yes. Okay, just wait. Yeah, just yeah. wait. Yes, he did. He I did. beat him. I beat him like five zero like two weeks before that. But uh, this was the only match of Caden's dad's career that he got like an unsportsmanlike for like mm-hmm. screaming at the ref because he was like stalling. Yeah. Like was- I shot the kid out of bounds and I got called for stalling, and it was it was bad. But so then some <laughs> some one of Caden's fans made a video. It was like about the ref, a big conspiracy on the ref cheating me out of the match. Just like was, a fun video. Yeah, it was really <laughs> random too. And the mom, this is Caden's freshman year of college at this point. Yes. You so give him a pot and a spoon and he's going to stir the pot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And 
the mom saw the video somehow mm-hmm. of the kid that was in it, and she called our high school athletic director saying that she's going to get her lawyers on Caden. And Caden's in that, college at this point. I was just invited to be on the video. I was just being nice, you know. I was yeah. like, yeah, I'll, sure, I'll do it. If I say yes to pretty much everything. And, uh, the, uh, like, my dad says, hey, Caden, did this happen? Like, this whole situation. I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? Like, the, uh, the kid yeah. who's on the team's mom called our school and saying yeah. that I was – the whole thing was about me, and I wasn't even a part of it yeah. at all. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> but then the kid deleted the video, and nothing really happened. Yeah. But I remember when he came on the visit, and it was him and the mom, and I was going to, like, math class or something. I was like, oh, my gosh. Please it was don't, just an awkward please don't situation. recognize me. But, uh, I didn't know that happened. Yeah. He was a nice kid. He just wasn't cut out for college wrestling. It's not for us all. Yeah. yeah. No, that's fair. Got to be a special breed to get through five, four or five years of college wrestling. I mean – of the day you can do that that's an accomplishment of yeah. itself mm-hmm. why didn't you ever go into mma i thought about it you should have uh, <laughs> still can <laughs> <laughs> no i was uh actually when i left central michigan so uh i think you guys all know this like i did very poorly in school academically when i was at central michigan so i actually was dismissed for, from the university um I was still technically eligible NCAA-wise, uh, but not within the school. Um, so I had a city year of residency, and, like, I was like, well, do I want to go back to Central Michigan, go to a tech school there, and then come back? Or should I – Craig obviously came back here, go to Parkside. So, like, that point in my life was really down. Like, I was in the dumps, you know. I'm like, what am I going to do with my life? I hate college. Like, mm. I, I don't like the academic side of it, right? I love wrestling. And I'm like, I think I remember telling my mom and my dad, I'm like, I'm going to fight. I want to do MMA. I'm like uh-huh. 20 at the time. And they're like, you're not, you're not doing that, blah, blah, blah. So I obviously went to Parkside. But in that summer when I came back, I was doing a little bit of MMA. Uh, not much. I was – Ben Askren actually uh, asked me if I wanted to work out with Anthony Pettis. Um, he was getting ready for a title fight, I think, with Benson Henderson. So I worked out with him like six times. And I, I don't know if that was kind of like get my feet wet a little mm-hmm. bit. Like, I, it was fun. Like, I liked it. But then obviously, like, wrestling was number one at the time, and I was still at three years of eligibility. So then, uh, you know, after I continued to wrestle and I saw, you know, I changed my life around academically and um, really just dedicated my life to, to wrestling. And, um, I knew I could make something of that, so I was like, uh, and I had childhood epilepsy, so I used to always have seizures when I was a kid, and it probably Jeez. wouldn't be good oh, really? for me to be getting knocked out all the time. Oh, yeah. yeah. So did you ever think about it after Parkside or no? No, because I was straight wrestling. Okay, yeah. Like, I took some time off of competition after I was competing uh, at Parkside here, and then I knew, like, freestyle, I like freestyle a lot, like, I did Greco trials one year in, like, 2016 just because I qualified. Mm. But I hated training Greco. Like, I didn't even train for that, for world team trials in Greco. I just went there, um, like, off the couch, basically, like, training (laughs) minimal Greco. Like, the Greco I did do was, like, so boring to me. Um, Freestyle is more exciting. So I was like, I want to give a shot at freestyle. And I wanted to test myself against the best, right? Uh, You know, that was my goal. And obviously my ultimate goal was making an Olympic team. But. I realized that's pretty dang hard to do. There's only one guy every four years at your weight that does it. And yeah. I was kind of a tweener, too. Do you ever think that Greco will be bigger and more popularized in the United States? 
I, I, for the sake of Greco, I hope it does. Like, I used to love Greco when I was younger. Mm. Um, I like throwing guys, right? And I think the higher level you get with Greco, just for me, like, there wasn't much – and maybe just I sucked at it. But I, it was hard for me to score points, and I, like – Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard sometimes for me, like, to get scored on in the practice room. Like, me and Craig would go wrestle Greco, I remember. Like, we did it maybe twice when I was sure. training for the world team trials. And we wrestled, like, an hour. It was, like, eight to nine, you know. Oh. <laughs> uh, there's, like it, – Yeah, I, I yeah. agree. If no one's – like, you look at all Greco matches now, and it's almost just, like, 0-0. Zero, zero, they put one guy down and a couple guts here and there, and they flip-flop. And yeah, I mean, and you have your outcast, right? Like uh, – Guy like Benji Peak or sure. you know someone who's high level Greco Kamal Bay, you know some of those guys that are exciting to watch, right? Mm-hmm. And I just was never a sure. huge thrower. You know I threw guys, but I in Greco not very often. Yeah. Did you see that high schooler that just pinned the the returning Olympian? Yeah. Um, Joel Adams. Joel Adams. Yeah. That was pretty crazy. No, I I, I hope Greco like makes a resurgence. Yeah. Um, it's tough, though. I mean, you have all the resources right now within USA Wrestling getting funneled. I don't shouldn't say that, but freestyle is popular, right? Mm-hmm. More, way more popular, and it's more exciting, I think. And there's more opportunities for high school kids, you know, to earn scholarship dollars wrestling folk style that translates way more to freestyle than the opportunities you have for Greco. Like, mm-hmm. if you want to train Greco and be a Greco Olympian – you should probably start when you're 10, 11, 12, 13 years old like the other countries do, and mm-hmm. you're strictly Greco full-time. Like if you try to half-ass it, you know, folk style nine months and then wrestle three months of Greco, can it be done? Yeah, but like look at a guy like Dennis Hall. Like he completely kind of bypassed college wrestling and was like, I'm going Greco full-time. Same thing with Doki, you know. Yeah. Th- same thing with Provisor. Like the best guys – our, our full-time Greco. You don't see too many guys, maybe like a Braxton Amos is kind of an outcast where, you know, he's having wrestling folk style and still having success in Greco. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like anything, you got to commit to it year-round. And it's hard to commit to Greco year-round if you're doing sprawls and sweep singles yeah. and high seas and That's true. tilts and everything folk style is. Yeah. It's, yeah. Two different, it's two different games. Yeah. Do you ever think that Parkside would have a women's wrestling program? Uh, stay tuned. I think very, very soon. Really? Yes, yeah, very soon. Uh, How's that going to work in yeah. there? Just two different times? You're going to graduate Crosby, and you're going to become the head one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <my God. laughs> no. Yeah. Wait, who? Yeah, because it, it needs a whole new coach. You can't do both jobs. No, no. And I, I made that pretty clear uh, from the get-go. Um, I actually brought it up right when I was hired, and then it kind of got put on the back burner. Um, I think it would be good for, for one, the sport, but also our university. Yeah. Um, I don't see why we shouldn't. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it needs its own, you know, full, full-time full head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, but, no, I think uh, very, very soon. Oh, that's not, not next year, but maybe the year after. Wow. I mean, I'm working on it. Like, you guys just think maybe I just I, I wasn't saying, like, <laughs> oh, get my, some girls in the university. <laughs> No, like you guys sit on my hands all day. And like, yeah, like, yeah. Like, no, there's like things like that. Like, no, that's been in the works here for a couple months. It's been yeah. gaining traction. So we'll see what happens with it. Oh. That's exciting. With that's got to come like a room upgrade, right? 
It's in my big forecast. All right. Good, good, <laughs> good. I'm going to reach for the stars, but we might get, you know, might get a little things, might get not, yeah. not at all. I mean, our room is day and night compared to what yeah, you it used had. to be. Or I think what you had, right? The room wasn't like that when you were here. No, no, no. We wrestled on concrete mats. Yeah. Oh. Made our knees tough. Yeah. That makes sense. No, that's, you know, at the end of the day, rooms are nice and everything, but yeah, wrestling's a unique sport where you can have two guys and you can wrestle on this turf if you want to do to get better. That's a good point. I actually it, just saw the clip of Nick Lee. He was saying not a, you don't need a four-time national champ coach. You don't need 12-mat-sized rooms and all this stuff. You just literally need yeah. to get another guy. You well, really don't, yeah. Well, think about it. Wrestling is the most, like, ex really accessible sport you don't need a ball you don't need a hoop you don't need a net you literally just need one other person you're good to go why don't you think it's more popular like compared to basketball football it's, it's hard to follow that's it yeah yeah i think it go, might be that simple go, okay do this this is an experiment you can do go show some random student on campus a wrestling match and at the after the end of the match without showing them the score be wow. like what was the score Okay, dude, that's you, such a good idea. Ask him what the score was, okay? Yeah, and then show him a basketball game, a two-minute clip, and be like, "What's the score?" Or a soccer game, or like, just like, "What's happening?" Like, yes, like soccer is pretty simple. You got a ball, you got to put it in the goal, yeah. right? Basketball, you got a ball, you got to put it in the hoop. Yeah. Wrestling, you can't put Crosby in a hoop, right? <laughs> no, like, you can't. You got to score points, and I think our point system is is very hard to follow. That's mm -hmm. why if we simplify it a little bit more, where we have a push-out rule, mm -hmm. that's pretty easy to understand. You push a yeah. person out of the circle, you get a point. Where now it's, you know, well, was he backing up or was the other guy pushing too hard? Or did yeah. he circle in? Was there action out of bounds or was there not? Uh, and then refs are obviously make calls within the match and how it's going, right? So, like, a call that they make in the first period, they might make it call it different in the third, depending on the score and who's the aggressor and whatnot. So I think there's little nuances with the sport of wrestling, but that's why it's such a niche sport. And the diehard people that love wrestling love wrestling because they understand it. And they like, mm. at least I think they can see the value of yeah. positions and things like that. I may be wrong, but Gomez said that Bono was a part of like the rules meeting yeah, and that the push out was like, Shut down immediately. Yeah, could have been. I think that's stupid. Mm. Yeah. I'm I'm in favor of the push out and three point takedown. Mm -hmm. For you? Oh wait, what about getting rid of riding time? Or not getting rid of it, but you gotta need a turn for it. Or I don't. I just think you start calling stalling on the top guy more. The refs gotta know. Mm. Yeah, they gotta have if he's a looking high, for a turn. Yeah, they gotta have a high wrestling IQ, right? And like. There's wrestlers who are good on top that are working for turns and they might not get them and they're not stalling, but on the vice versa, there's guys who just ride to ride. Yeah. For you, what do you want the Nick Becker legacy to be? Just a good person, man. Like, I, I don't know. The winning, right, I, we, we kind of put that in the forefront of our program of winning in the classroom, winning on the mat, like winning in life. Um, so, yeah, I mean, someone who's, you know, gives back, you know, it's grateful. Uh, like I look back at, you know, I'm only pretty young yet. I'm 29, right? And I've accomplished a lot of things that other people haven't. And um, you know, I say this all the time, like individual awards are a collective effort, right? So I'm just grateful for the people that I have around me, like you guys, the team, 
mm-hmm. school, my family, my friends, right? Like, I'm, 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 a, I'm a pretty loyal person. Um, mm-hmm. I got a lot of good friends back in my hometown that have been my friends for a long time since I was probably third, fourth, fifth grade, right? And we remain tight, and same thing with when I got to college, right? Even at Central Michigan, I'm still pretty tight with some of those guys and teammates here at Parkside, obviously, you guys know. Sure. Um, pretty pretty tight people, so. Yeah, so I just want to be remembered as a good person and someone who's uh, loyal and giving. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you've heard of the shoe shop. <laughs> the shoe shop, the metal cutting. You didn't need to spend money and make me one of those. <laughs> what? No. I'll put that in my office, though. Put it right on the mantle. Number five. Clash of combat. <laughs> No, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Nice work, shoe. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're the only person that didn't say, wow, this is heavy. Yeah, you're the your first one. That's a stand, stand too. Yeah. yeah. Last, last thing, too. Is looks wh- like the Snapchat going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what I was saying. <laughs> um, who, who would be someone that you really want to see on this podcast? Ooh. Like and it could be a couple people too. Someone that I know that you guys want me to get on, or, or that, or just like anyone in the combat sports world. Like, it doesn't have to be a wrestler, but could be still. Uh, all right. I will start with someone that I I know that I think would definitely come on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys should definitely get a uh, reader on this podcast. <laughs> That's what I kind of wanted to see after um, yeah. talking about him. He's got a really good mind for just the way he approaches life, and like, he's he's a really good, uh, obviously, coach, um, and just his mindset is incredible. Okay. Um, so I'll shoot him a text if you want me to. Yeah, yeah, that'd on. be that'd be great. Yeah. Uh, someone that oh, I wish Brett Favre was a combat sport. <laughs> Brett Favre. <laughs> <laughs> Why you a big Brett Favre fan? Absolutely. What? Yeah. Aaron Rodgers, dude. Dude, he's you, it's different you, gen it's just different yeah, times. Different generation. I grew up on Brett Favre. Luke's still somehow a Brett Favre guy. Yeah, he's a warrior, man. <laughs> the guy played like four hundred straight games. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> he also like ripped off what was it, pregnant women? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how true that whole thing is. I didn't really look into it that much, but Yeah, I, okay, I like him as a competitor. He's yeah, got yeah, a yeah. competitive that's spirit. Fair. Yeah, that's um fair. Getting back to someone that's alive. <laughs> Got to be like a good character person. Sure. Like yeah. That yeah, would yeah. Be excitement. You know. Yeah. Well, that's why, like, when we had Gable as our first guest, that like you look on for his podcast, he only had one with DC. And it was like twenty minutes long. Yeah. And he was the second podcast ever. Yeah, <laughs> pretty Actually, damn this near. is, I think, is my first podcast ever. Really? Probably. I've been At on least like, it's not I've like been, a Zoom. Yeah, like a, I've yeah, been yeah, on yeah, that yeah, stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's why, like, in person's way better. Like, it's it's it, better, and it's not as like professional. You know, it's more not that this isn't professional. Shoe, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, president of operations. <laughs> but uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Just more off the cusp where the interview, they ask you a question, you answer, they ask Well, we want it to be more of a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Yeah. yeah. You guys do a good job with this podcast. Thank you. Uh, Okay. I got to think of someone here. (laughs) Going back to the question. Unique character. I would say, like, uh, 
and I don't want it to say like a wrestler because this is combat sure. sports. Sure. So I That's would fair. say like if you guys could get like Floyd Mayweather, <laughs> that would be pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. And he's got enough money he could fly you guys out to wherever he lives. That's <laughs> true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Got to send him a DM. Yeah. I think we should. Send him his fifty DM. million. Shoot. Do you want a DM with your account? <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Well, thank you so much for coming yeah, on. This is a lot of fun. I learned a lot, actually. Oh, that's so great. Much. Thanks for having me anytime. And uh, you guys, where's the studio uh, after school ends here? <laughs> In the garage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or we're just always traveling, which, yeah. I mean, probably do that. But we'll yeah. see how much longer this thing lasts. Yeah. Might have to do some, uh, like, traveling stuff. Yeah, we have, we have a backdrop, but, like, a... Mm-hmm. But now we might have to get a new one, and yeah. it's it's a whole thing. I'll, I'll fund President of Ops. <laughs> <laughs> Tell well. him you want a pay raise, Brady. <laughs> he's in the green. Yeah, he's the only one. Oh, in yeah, the you, yeah. You got 750 bucks yesterday for Wall Ball. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll see you guys in the next podcast. <laughs> Thanks.